analyzing now. Stand clear. Check for pulse. No shock advised. Analyzing now. Stand clear. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Scheming A. Smith, a.k.a. Clayton Curveshaw. And to the left, I have my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. the headmistress of headassery, the slut service concierge, the queen of the vile, and most of all, that little baby who just won't listen. I have questions, but you know what? We got a lot to talk about. I got about. answers. What does slut service consist of? I have hoes. And different area codes? Actually, yeah. And somebody aired me out for the question of the day. And we'll get to that. Yeah, I saw that. I seen it. I I was hurt. I was hurt. But it was also public knowledge. Yeah, like, it ain't no secret, baby. But but you also was like... Like the intro to Tory Lanez. It ain't no secret. Listen, Chick Say 5, A. Chick Say 5 was... We'll get to Tory, too. (laughs) That's been a lot. You know what? We're being rude. We are. We're we're being rude as shit in this here podcast, sir. We have somebody who's back. Guess who's Bazak? We do have we do have a, a, a guest we who's here. We call him a guest. He's family. You've been to our booth twice. You family now. You, First time you're, you're a visitor. The second time you family. You know where the cups is. <laughs> There's spaghetti in there. <laughs> um. So, do you want to introduce yourself, brother? I don't have any AKs because I didn't expect to actually sit in. But oh, um, it's Ryan from Speaking in Tongues. He take all his hoes where to the garden. All right. So yeah, it's Ryan Blasting Game from. But I don't have any AKs because I did not expect to sit in. So I'm just here to enjoy their company and maybe chime in. Okay. If I get a chance. Well, you know you're welcome, friend. We're here now. All How right. was your weekend? Who child? I didn't see a lot of you this weekend. For good reasons. So, um, Friday. I so Friday we had a we had a little birthday party we were, we were attending. Um, I'm and you know what? Because I care. I'm going to leave it like that. No, it's fine, friend. Go ahead. Okay. So you give me permission. All I'm right, cool. giving you. Oh, yeah. Ron was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, so. Go ahead, friend. So after work on Friday, I had a little networking event I had to go to. And then I had to hit up 75 North, head in the sticks, little boonies for a. Uh, that Hamilton Fairfield cusp, it gets real spooky. Fam, what fam? You liable to see a meth head, just, a, ha- it was, a heroin it's, addict, it's, and a heroin dealer at the same time. It's, it's it's wild out there. But you're also liable to not pay for a single drink that night. Yep, it's like rolling the dice with those type of white people. I got hit on by a white girl, and I didn't know how to take it. You don't take it. You 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 run from it. I was just like, <laughs> thank you. Should I call my lawyer? Yes. Do I have your consent? Like I need signed consent. I form. need thank to know. You. Appreciate you. Good. I ain't like it. Appreciate you. Um. So, shout out to this brother. We celebrated his birthday. Um, you know, it was a surprise party for this brother. Uh, you know, again, I'm I'm not going to name names because it's not my story to name names. Okay, so. <laughs> I, I hate it here. 
So shout out to Ty. We celebrated um <laughs> Ron, you're childish. But we uh we threw him a surprise party. Um actually a couple weeks ago, his mother, I um So you and his mother planned the surprise party. Is that one is that what you're getting ready to tell me? More or less, like his mother was like, I'm planning a surprise party for him. I need you to invite his friends and then get him to the surprise birthday party. And I'm like, can do. That is that all that you did? I'm so sorry. Do you expect for me to tell somebody's mother no? (laughs) Yes. Let Beloved's mother come to you and say, hey, we're doing something for Beloved's birthday. I need you to make sure her friends of her friends and she's there. First of all, I don't meet parents. Parents don't meet me. Yes. I don't meet parents. (laughs) Yes, Ron. (laughs) Yes, Beloved was at the party. Shout out to her. I don't meet parents. Parents don't meet me. People don't meet my parents. So I wouldn't have this issue, first and foremost. Secondly. But you know what? I love meeting the parents. And I think, all right, real that's quick. That's where we differ. I don't. No, I like meeting the parents, right? Meeting my parents. I think, honestly, meeting my parents is a lot more casual because I, I talk about my parents. My Excuse me. I talk to my parents about my sex life. Like, we have a very open relationship, and especially because of things that I've been through. So it's not more or less about, like, necessarily, like, the next step or a progression in a relationship. It's more or less like, hey, I like this person. I recognize that I like this nigga. Blinders are up. So maybe y'all could see a little bit more of the forest for the trees than I can. You know what I mean? So meeting my parents isn't necessarily, like, the biggest deal. And I know Shorty is coming from low-key the similar background. So meeting his family is more or less like, I like her. How y'all feel about her? Okay. And so for me, I don't... My hierarchy is a little different. A, I really do treat, like... Meeting my son is the equivalent to meeting your mother. Yeah, you. like... Because, again, I, also, I don't have a kid, one. And two, like... When you come single mother, only child, like, that, that that type of bond, that type of relationship can't be replicated. And so, like, I care about that person's opinion more than any other opinion yeah. in the world. But I'm also the youngest out of a huge family. So they already got... So motherfuckers yeah. have been in my business since inception. But, like, for me, I had a beloved, a shorty this summer. Incidentally, like, his father bailed on, like, keeping him. Or he got sick. Let me not put it out there like that. But... You know what I'm saying? I made plans. And Shorty was already at the crib. And it's like, bro, this is my whole ass son. Like, you can leave if you're uncomfortable. But my Shorty, my son is coming back to the house. And we all ended up kicking it playing Monopoly. But that was an accident. First of all, yo, kiddo, <laughs> kiddo was an asshole in Monopoly. I yo, still want, I still low-key want that nigga fade for that. No, but like, he's, I don't know who taught him how to be like a lone shark, hoarding ass nigga. Like, bro, who taught you about money, bro? Actually, I know it's like his grandfather. I was like. I get it. But like. So you know what I mean? And so because of so because of that, people meet my people don't meet my mother. If because especially because like I love my friends. My friends are assholes. My friends are my friends will, We're not nice people. You're not and so if you can't make it past them, ain't no way I'm bringing it past like no, nigga like first of most I love my love I love my my woman friends especially. They'll cut you. ASAP. I won't even think twice about it. Y'all be like, Alex, that wasn't what it meant. My bad. But also for me, it's like, it's like this. Uh, how I know I'm digging Shorty is because I'm protective over him. Because there was a conversation in the group chat that was had. And I was like, y'all ain't say nothing crazy. But I also didn't respond because I got defensive. And I recognized I was getting defensive. Because I knew that y'all, y'all meant well. And it was supposed to be taken lightheartedly. But I was just like, bro, y'all got one more word to say about Beloved. And I'm going to, like, smack the shit out of everybody. So that's how I know, like, I might like you. 
I might, I might just like you. And I don't like y'all niggas. I really don't. Y'all be ashy. And so, this surprise party that you and his mother collaborated. Can you really not, like, you really are just driving it home, huh? And so, and so I wouldn't drive it home until y'all pulled up. <laughs> okay. Y'all pulled up. Calvin, please. Please respect my privacy at this difficult time. <laughs> I have caught feelings. <laughs> please. Y'all pulled up in matching outfits. Okay, when you say it like that... Did the shirts not match? Coordinated. No, the shirts were the same damn thing. It was not the same shirt. His said Purple Rain, mine was the actual album cover. It was different. Oh, like that's... Oh, that's so much different, bro. Stop. stop, Don't try to piss on... I'm leaving this one alone, so y'all go ahead and... And, like, that's my nigga. I fuck with him. Like, if I didn't fuck with him, like, I wouldn't... This wouldn't be content, because, like, you know, there's some nigga that you've, that you've had online. I don't fuck with dude. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, facts. And so, but, okay, but, like... So, y'all... <laughs> y'all coordinated. Y'all, y'all, okay, so y'all coordinated the shirts, allegedly. But both had Purple Rain on them, but we'll let you get that off. We had the Did same you, Jordan ones. That he bought you. They were fire. Thank you. The Jordans were fire. I'm not hating them, but it was just, like, Coordinate. You got to coordinate. <laughs> and and y'all both wore black like bottoms. Bottoms. I wore a black skirt. I and did. He, and so y'all walked in this motherfucker. Coordinated. And it, it it was it just it made my little heart smile. Cause it was like, oh, look at you. So head ass. And I and I and like You never see that out of me. I, I think this is the first time you've seen like real head assery out of me. And that wasn't trolling. Like I've done some head ass shit that was just like this fucking bitch. Like buying 2K. What the fuck was I thinking? But like <laughs> This was like in a sincere. I just want you to enjoy this. Yeah, thing. and so and so it made it made um it made my heart smile. It, I, I didn't appreciate you not telling me that you're using me and beloved as cover until like the day hours before. before hours yeah. before. I'm so sorry. I was like, what? Huh? I would like to know when my. I think beloved hit you and was just like, bro. Yeah, this is what Alex sees. You're like, bro. I've been with this bitch all week. Why does she not speak to me? <laughs> Honestly, I was like, so when were you going to tell me? I'm so sorry. Like, I, I got to, you know what? Character flaw. I got to be better about that. Because I'll get busy with something and, like, mean to do it in my head, check it off as, like, completed. And they're like, no, I, you really didn't do that. Like, that's not done yet. Like, you you still have work to do, sis. Like, Because it was like, my wait. Bad. I was like, wait, my whole Friday is spoken for? When did this happen? And so, and so it was a great it was a great party. Like, um, he can't drink with us, though. Hell nah. He, he's not. Do y'all know he got back to the house and then cried again? He can't drink with us. I was so I was like, bro, you literally cried for 20 minutes. And I'm not talking about, like, the gratitude tears. Like, oh, my God, people are so great. You were bright red and boohooing, sir. He's huge on, he's really big on family. So I think that the fact that so many people were able to come together to celebrate him that meant a lot to him. Which so. is fine. Which is perfectly fine. However, he can't drink with us. Can't yeah. drink with us. Bro, okay, so hear me out. Because first of all, didn't realize that he got he was starting to sip at the barbershop. And then when I pulled up on him, bottle of Hennessy, we taking shots on the way. And then he's fried. So I'm like, and I'm not realizing how fried he is. And then when he walked into the party, everybody's passing him shots. Because we're at a bar. Right, right. And it's his birthday. I know how this story goes. <laughs> this story ends with you looking like you're, you're in a sunken place. Yeah, like, so, but I also know, like, I'm a drinker. 
So I'm thinking like he can, and like he's not a small nigga. So I'm thinking he got it. No, he does not drink. The only time he told me straight up, he's like, Alex, the only time I really drink is if I'm with you or my family. Like we don't, I'm not a drinker. And I was like, okay, so you a smoker? <laughs> like, what's the what, libation? Like, what vice do you have? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like what, what, what bad thing do you do <laughs> so I can feel comfortable? I know the bad thing he does, but I'll leave it alone. Um, so your Saturday, friend. Well, then, um, my Saturday, um, again, most of it was spent just in the house. I had a couple, run a couple errands after, like, mid-afternoon. Um man that saturday night see i hate here's what i hate about myself i hate that it takes me leaving my house for tonight to know i should have stayed in <laughs> been there where it's like where you think where you're on the fence actually you know what strike that rewind that back um i had the men of honor um you looked so good Gala, um was that was saturday and so i was chaperoning some high school students because you know diddy love the kids um my mom was was the other chaperone, so we had like some some mother son time, which is beautiful. It's cute. Um, I'm over here trying to school the little little niggas on like etiquette, like salad fork versus dinner fork, and the different knives, and like all, and trying to you know trying to help them out, like you know, so so that way when they become big ass businessmen, they know what to do when they go to these different galas. And like one of the little homies, because first of all, you know, like half of them all have a Duke starting five. Haircut I am crying with the with the fro with the fro with the taper like the little baby dreads like baby locks excuse me because you know baby locks yes we know almost got you yeah and with the little baby locks nothing dreadful about this hair come on hair flip <laughs> I can I, I can own up when I when you know what? I am glad friend because we've been teaching you vocabulary so some vocabulary I didn't even want to know y'all just taught me anyway. <laughs> shout out to Pegasus um and so and he was like you must really go to a lot of these and I'm like. You know, I'm trying to just yes, yes, get, I get do. him on there. So it was beautiful. Um, they honored five African American men to be on as like the men of honor for 2019. It was kind of just a salute to African American men, and like, and, and it's cliche, but it's true. When we talk about like in today's society, black men don't really get a lot of positive press. It's either it's either we're being feared or demonized, or we're being like taking the task. Right. There's very little, like, okay, like, shout out to y'all for doing X, Y, and Z. And so that's what made it beautiful. Like, these high school students can see, like, people who look like them, people who came, came, came from the same neighborhoods they come from, and they're flourishing. They're, they own their own businesses. They're CEOs of companies. They're doing great right, shit. Right, right, right. And so it was great. And it was beautiful. And so after that, you had a decision to make. I was like, I can either... Stay home mm-hmm. or, like, change out of these clothes and go back out. I chose the latter because I'd be bored, but I'm, I'm by myself at my house. I'd be bored. And I'm like, okay. And so let me I, go be social. Let me go be social. Then I, then, I go, then I go to the SB event. I'm like, I could have stayed in the house. I should have stayed in the house. I got Disney Plus. I could have just, you know, could have been I'm smart go guy. home. <laughs> and so that's, that was my, that was my um, Saturday, Sunday. I had a bunch of errands. It was a long day. I get a lot of sleep. And then yesterday is had the most random day I've had in a while. So yesterday we had made an agreement, like we're not doing shit. We're going to work and then we're going home as a as a friend group. And I'm like, okay, bet, cool. I got this. Oh yeah, because there was a gin event yesterday. And I'm so glad we passed because I was oof. We'll get to my weekend here. And in a so, and so I thought I passed too. And I was like, I got this board of I got a call for the board. I gotta do it like 6 30. I'm straight. 
I get a call from my good friend Quintera, who is who works for PNG. Was like, "Hey, nigga, I'm in town. Where's this African American like PNG event? I got drink tickets. Pull up, nigga." So I was like, "Bet." All right. So I pull up, get four drink tickets. Apparently, he was only supposed to get two, but shout out to my homie, <laughs> got four. And then I'm get drinks. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone outside the club, like taking doing this actual business call, like with a, a board while I'm at the club. They're like, "You the happy hour?" I'm like, "Yeah." And so then. After this, I'm like, okay, time to go home. It's like 7.30. Everyone's like, time to go. No. Then we go to the Vegeta event because they're like, we heard it's free. And I'm like, I really wanted to, like, go home at this point. No. And again, at this point, like, people have accepted me as, like, an honorary P&G. I'm like, okay, y'all keep buying me drinks. I haven't paid for shit tonight. Okay, I'm cool with that. We go to the Vegeta event. Keep drinks and food free as hell. Okay. Then the Vegeta event is over at, like, 10. I'm like, okay, I can go home now. No, these niggas want to go to Tokyo fucking Kitty. No, bro, I'm going home, bro. It's Monday. I am tired. <laughs> when I tell you, I am preemptively tired. I'm preemptively so happy I get to, like, get a decent night's sleep in my own bed. Child. Listen. <laughs> because that Monday was random. Shout out to Quintero. Shout out to the rest of the PNGers, man. Salute to y'all. So, Saturday, I was supposed to do things around my house, right? Like, hang up my new curtains, clean reorganize some things bro I laid in bed with a box of dinner after I got you dressed I went back in my bed I didn't leave my bed until I absolutely had to like I was in bed on Saturday until like eight o'clock and the only reason why I left my house was because my best friend just moved back into town so I'm like I have to go see her I gotta pull up on her right so I end up going to Code 51 for their 90s party number one I'm not a Code 51-er it's all the way out the way. It's in the suburbs. It's in it's in the sticks. It's in the like, yeah, it's in spring it's in spring. It's in Sharonville. Sharonville. Sharonville, right? And I'm like, bro, first of all, that's a way opposite my house. It's way opposite everybody's house. I don't want even if when I was living in Coraine, way opposite. And it's just it's, it's, no, it, it, it's And y'all it's cops out here be on bullshit. I don't have time for that. So I'm like, nah, bro, this ain't even me, bro. Like it's not. So I walk in. Didn't realize that it's the Saturday. It's literally it's the Saturday. day before the um, Q's founding day. So it's the Q's, Q's event. I'm bunch annoyed. Of, bunch of barking and, and, I'm and neck rolls and, and, and triggers. And they were O-head Q's. So, of course, and, everything was either too big or too small. And, and you're just out here getting triggered. Triggered. Left and right. Like, ball-headed and beards that don't connect just made me itch. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> It was just a lot. There was a lot going on. So, um, so meet my girl at the bar. I take Shorty with me because I wasn't going to be there by myself. And heaven forbid I pay for my own liquor. So Because of the nerve. The audacity. No, he got upset when I paid for the tab at his birthday party. He's pissed. Like, I don't think he remembers the, the conversation that we had. He definitely doesn't. But he, I went to the bar. I dis- He said I disappeared. I said, no, I just went to the, like, we were packing everything up. And I wanted to handle the tab. And I went to go handle my tab because um, Shorty had texted me and reminded me, like, go get your card. Right? Beloved had texted me. Go- so I go to the bar, go handle my tab. I come back. And he was like, where'd you go? I said, I went to just cash out. He was like, who cashed you out? I said, I. I cashed myself I ca- out. I cashed me out. He's like, nah, bro, that's that bullshit. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. We'll never do we'll never do it again. Don't worry about me doing that again. But like um so no. Take Shorty with me and then and also that like, he's a homebody. There's no listen, he'd rather be at home in front of his game, watching TV. 
he wants to be at home. That's it. Which makes me question. Listen, he got me talking about sneakers and sports. I got you out of the house. I feel like we're learning things about each other here. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I don't know how to sit down. And he don't know how to get up. So, like, <laughs> like he wants to go home. <laughs> and he will sit there with the I want to be home face. The entire time. The, literally. So, I saw his social media run out at his birthday party. <laughs> like, which is the funniest shit. But, um, so, no. It was actually a smooth event. So, let me, all jokes aside, shout out to the Q's. Happy Founders Day. Got that out my system. And it was, it's smooth. It's one of those things where it's like, you ever notice that somebody's like, stuck in a because me and her haven't necessarily been around each other and quite like physically right. around each other in quite some time because mm-hmm. she lived in Canton I'm in Cincinnati our schedule was never really mashed I, up I, I, and I think I know where this is going because I, I remember a conversation we had off wax yeah and like our our schedules didn't necessarily mash up enough for me to take a weekend trip to go see her right. you know what I mean because I'm at like I will go see my friends I travel to go see my people and so I think she's kind of like stuck in a loop because the last time we saw each other, like, I was I was married. Mm-hmm. Last time we really spent time up underneath each other. So she's used to, like, a different Alex. And then, not even just that, but she met me. She knew me before I got married. You know what I mean? So she knows single Alex. She also knows, you know what I'm saying, relationship Alex. So, and not, it's it's weird when it's just like, I don't, I kick it, but I don't kick it the way you do anymore. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. A lot of it was just, I don't think that me and you probably should have went out to dinner before we went out, out again so that we can gauge each other, you know, reset the boundaries, reset like my understanding for you and where I'm at with things, where you're at with things. Because, you know what I'm saying? Not that, not that we didn't have a great time, but it was just like, I just feel like you ever get the feeling where you like, I feel like we're better than this. Yeah. Often. You know what I'm saying? Often. And it's not, and, I, and I'm struggling with saying that because it comes across as like elitist. That it comes across Bougie. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it comes across as a highfalutin. Like, who the fuck do I think I am? Right. So Especially because half the half city didn't see me shake my ass. So it comes across like, I think I'm better than or pretentious. That's the word I'm looking for. I was like, we didn't shot out five different words. One of them going to hit. Pretentious. It comes across pretentious. And for me, it's just like, no, I think we need to reintroduce ourselves to each other. Because people change. People change. People evolve. People grow. Um, and... No. No. Oh, okay. no. People change, people evolve, people grow, and people don't. Or people evolve in different ways. And so sometimes you have to kind of like every now and then, especially if there's a time that you have been apart, so you don't see the evolution in real time, you just kind of like, oh, shit. You kind of have to like recheck yeah, in. Yeah, and that was my whole thing about it. And it wasn't on no like hater thing. And then it was just little, 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 little small things that started to be like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, it's time. It's, Allie, it's time to go. Um, so anyway, woke up Saturday morning, ended up taking Santana to brunch with me. <laughs> okay. Hey, shout out Santana. We love you, baby. Um, uh, I'm gonna hit you. We love you. We appreciate you. You for everything that you've done to us. Keep going. So I pick up Tana cause it's been a while since me and my brother have had one-on-one time, right? Let's go to brunch and, uh, get to Cobra brunch. Cobra brunch starts at like noon, right? Y'all get there at what time? It goes from noon to five. I got there around one thirty, two o'clock. Right? It's packed. I knew better. Like it's some packed. niggas. But I'm never on time. So if I'm moving on my own time, I'm not on time. You were on time when I asked you to help me. And I was, it shocked me. Bro, because you asked me for my your help. And I knew you had somewhere to actually be. Like, I don't, I don't like holding people up. 
it, but I, but you know how you like give a time when you know that the person's gonna be late and you're not expected to actually need to be ready at that time. That's what she did to me. I'm like, okay, I need you here like five five thirty. I'm thinking like she'll be at there five thirty ish. I'm like, okay, that's enough. Nah, time. I had it at five eleven. I'm like, I'm not. In, I'm in the shower. Right, right, right. <laughs> Wait, Alex is on time. This nigga might actually be good for her. No, but like, um, but no. So it was more or less like, all right, pull up two o'clock. Boom, we're eating. Mimosas are smacking. Smack. I mean, I didn't realize that I was getting drunk because it's mimosas, right? Champagne hits different. Listen, champagne is a sneaky little motherfucker. It is. And then At you don't realize that you're champagne drunk until you sip liquor. And then it's like a multiplier. It's like a multiplier. And I'm like, woo! Because we went to Sunday Fun Day right after we left um, Copa. Mm-hmm. And I bought a round of green teas. And I'm like, bro, why am I off my ass? I am off my ass right now. I am fucked up. And I was like, Copa Brunch is a gateway drug. <laughs> for forty dollars, it better be. But like, but for forty dollars, you get your, you definitely get your money's worth. You, I've never been to brunch like that and did not get my money's worth. You know what I mean? Like, I've always. And and to the OGs, OGs remember Nation Brunch. Nation Brunch used to slap. And it used to slap you. Yeah, you, you you stumble out of nation full and drunk, fucked up for a solid for a hot twenty nine. Mm-hmm. But see, anyway, times have changed, and also it feels good to give my money to black folks. So sure, forty dollars is not for the ticket for what you get for all of that. It's not bad. It's really not bad. And I think that when we talk about not to get off on this tangent, but when we talk about like wanting a different experience in Cincinnati, y'all want it for free, and that's not how it happens. You need to be able, I, I want a different experience. I have no problems paying for the experiences that I want. Like, for instance, they're doing a three-course meal, um, like dinner, noir sort of deal at Copa, and I'm going to pay for that because we can't talk about, oh, all we do here is club. They give you a different option, and you be like, I don't like the sticker on it. So you don't want to go is what I'm hearing. Because for me, personally, I never, going to Sunday brunch requires waking up at a certain time. I never wake up. At that time. No, I was getting dressed by like 1230-ish. And so like, and then like also like, again, the sports, I'd be like, y'all ain't got for TVs. I want to watch. They do. They had all the games on uh, at the bar. Like they took, and DJ HD, of course, he's going to do his thing. Like we had a ball and they, it really, it was a lot of fun. There was no bullshit. Like it was black folks dressed up at their brunch clothes. Some black folks dressed up. How Anyway, who am I? Be nice. Who the fuck am I? Be nice. Nice. You know what I'm saying? It it was good. And I like seeing Black Cincinnati in a setting. And Copa's a nice-ass venue. And they're doing an amazing job keeping it a nice venue. So Because we do know the history of venues who started off nice and then ended up trash. <laughs> Privilege. I ain't gonna talk no shit. <coughs> I, I will. Fuck. I, yeah, you know, I got food poisoning from Privilege. Privilege could go fuck themselves. I got sushi from Privilege one time and got straight you, up sick. And you're not supposed to be getting sushi from places that allow smoking in the venue. Yeah, I knew better. But I also... Yeah. yeah. That's, what's the last time you've been out, Ron? Because... <laughs> I have no idea. I, the, trap karaoke. Listen, so for all my so, birthday. Ooh, so for all for all of those single ladies who are listening. <laughs> please get this man out the house. That's a fact. Please. <laughs> so what let's put this week in rice. All right. Let's so, get this popping. All righty. Um friend, I don't have the topics pulled up. I am so sorry. Do do let's start with Tory Lance. No, I don't want to start there. Okay. Um 
I want to get comfortable. Get comfortable. You family, nigga. But um. So putting this week in rice, Ohio has actually now drafted another more restrictive abortion bill. God damn it. So in July, the heartbeat bill was actually blocked. By the ACLU. By the the ACLU, yes. um, Because it was unlawful, right? Um, So Ohio has actually drafted a new bill that's actually more restrictive. Question. How can it be more restrictive than the heartbeat bill? Because that heartbeat bill was some motherfucker. Yeah, but now doctors and patients who are found attempting or actually have um, had an abortion or have an abortion service can either be charged with aggravated murder or attempted murder. Wow. Nigga, what? Yes, like you doctors will lose their license. And go to jail. For, for performing an abortion service. So yes. So this this has gotten passed, or they just like bringing it's it up. It's drafted. There's a okay. 700 page draft. Yo. Okay. All right. So, like y'all know how I feel. Um, I abortions are healthcare. Abortion is women's rights, and I think that again, and and, and I'm gonna say this. It's not gonna stop abortions from happening. It's gonna stop them from happening safely. So, Ohio, y'all know what to do. And so, and so oftentimes, and this is where we get to the action part of it, right? Oftentimes we ask, okay, what can we do? Right. That's kind of like the, here's what you can do. And I hate to get on my soapbox because who am I? Right. But you have to vote in your elections and not just the presidential ones. You have to vote in the off years. You have to vote in the midterms. You have to kind of do your civic duty to vote. I remember like, that this past Tuesday that we that um the election day like I did the race up to my polling place before it closed because I'm like I need to go ahead and do this yeah because the off year elections the midterms and the um the non presidential elections are when a lot of a these issues right. get put on ballots and a lot of the local politicians that make up your day to day livelihood are on the ballot and so. Oftentimes, especially Republicans, because I'm assuming our podcast is Democratic leaning, Republicans will will strategize to put these super restrictive, hot button, bullshit ass issues on the off years because they they think and the the stats show that it's more right leaning during the off years because it's those old white people who have quote unquote nothing to do. Right, they will they vote. They vote yes, they every do. time, yes, every they do. year. Old people vote. And, and the irony behind the fact that old people vote is that... They vote for laws that are not going to affect them anymore because they're going to be dead. At all. And meanwhile, the people that this is actually going to affect, the quote-unquote millennials, the quote-unquote Gen Xers, are the ones who have the apathy to voting in these local elections. Yes. And then you have the apathy of voting in these local elections, and then you have the same nerve to get on your social media and complain about the exact laws you could have helped to not eradicate exactly if you had voted exactly so again i hate to beat the dead horse and i know you know what's crazy is that i find myself like all right because we talk about a lot about what our ancestors have fought for right and i think that a lot of times i have to remember that they fought for options and when we talk about voting to you fought for my option to vote my right to it I have access to it. You fought for my access to it. And yes, in my firm belief, I do believe that it is a disrespect to not be involved. It's a, You do yourself you a civil disservice. Your, you can't be your ancestors' wildest dreams if you are choosing to not fully 
do everything. And you are doing yourself a civil disservice by not exercising your right to vote. However, I do have to recognize the fact that it is a right to vote. It's a privilege to vote. Not, no, it's not a privilege to vote. I think that it is a human right to vote and to have it's voting a power. It's to, to choose to whoever not to exercise it. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. And so, not to shame anybody who chooses not to participate. But I will say, I don't want to hear shit you got to say. That's okay. That's what it is. And I, okay, and we're not shaming those who choose to. If you have no, if you have apathy in our government, it's well earned at this point. If you have apathy, it's, it's like, okay, I get it. However, I am shaming the ones who have that same apathy, who are proud to say they don't vote, and then go at the same time and complain about things not getting done or the way things are. Your roads not, your roads not getting fixed capitalism is taking up all this shit taxes I don't ever want to hear and that's the thing you participate in this government whether you want to or not you might as well exercise your say so because you pay taxes and and, and obviously and we know that they make voting harder for us they make voting harder for young people the they concept make, of discrimination when it comes to voting is not lost on us we and and so and even the actual structure of election day and a lot of quote unquote first world countries around the world election day is a national holiday everyone gets that off so you don't have to try to fig- figure out how i'm gonna fit my voting schedule in before or after work everyone has that day off right and so there's so much easier technology that you could e- you could do with voting machines or being able to even and you got to be careful because people hack it but like voting online or being able to kind of choose different things that we right. choose not to do i agree i completely agree um so i want to get i'm trying to get through like the 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 thin stuff before we get to the meat because we gonna we're getting ready to argue but um monique is actually getting ready to sue monique is suing Netflix next for, the, to, for the discrimination yes right? um oscar winning oscar winning actress and comedian monique is suing netflix um for discrimination um her claim is that she was only offered half a million dollars for her stand-up special while amy schumer received 11 million dollars for hers um the debate is does monique have a case this, I mean, this is this when you go the the legal route. I, I, there's a lit, like litigious, but I, words are hard right now. If you go the legal route, all the facts have to be put on the table right. on both sides. Like because there's a period of discovery where you have to and a period you have to kind of put your evidence. Like this is what we got. This is our case. To think that we this lawsuit is legit and then netflix has to show their case of why they think this lawsuit is bullshit. And all the facts are going to come out. So and so, and, and then it's up to a judge to decide mm-hmm. whether Monique is right. So I'm gonna put it out there. I've always stood with Monique. I've always stood with Monique. My support for her when it came to this has never been wavering. She's an Academy Award winning actress and a veteran in this comedian game. And she was den- she was her her validity was questioned. And I think anybody who cannot see that. There's no way that if Monique was anybody else with her accolades and her her reputation that we would be having a different conversation. And I know we want to talk about relevance, right? Because that was the that was the deciding factor, right? Amy Schumer is a frat, shrumpy ass white woman. Y'all were gonna throw a bag at her. She's corny. And as a matter of fact, her her special flopped. Her leather special, the eleven million dollar special that on Netflix it was pulled because it flopped. So the, we want to talk about validity and numbers. Like, okay, we can talk about relevance, but when you talk about like actual body of work and what has been like the resume, but 
And that's also the thing. Your resume is how you get land gigs and how you land jobs. So why is that good enough for Amy Schumer and not Monique if we're talking relevance, if we're talking accolades? And not supporting her, I'm sorry. And yeah, y'all gonna call me dramatic. It's anti-black. I was with you to write that. I was. I, I was. I was. I <laughs> and was. so is. But no, because, and, and I'm not, again, it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's the same thing. It's I the, hate when you make me feel like I'm arguing against people. But you, because because I'm no one no I think she should have been offered more than the five hundred thousand that she was offered. Let me say that. However, as a realist, you also understand the time and the, the interconnectivity here, and some of it's not Monique's fault, and some of it is. So we talked about the because Monique has always been very outspoken as far as like what she believes in, and and we're going to talk about talking us a little bit more. There's not get... a single receipt that Monique oh, has bought oh, that was not valid. Oh. So, okay. okay. You're right. I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> You're right. But I'm just, facts are facts, bro. And so we talk about Monique being blackballed in Hollywood. And she was. And so because of that, that unfortunately weakened her resume as far as recent. And, and this was like a year and a half ago when this was kind of like really popping. A recent like that week in her resume, it's not her fault. But we're talking, we're talking facts for facts. Versus, and I, I don't like Amy Schumer. I don't think she's funny. I think she looks like Triple H, but that's not. He never hear her there. <laughs> she said Triple H, bro. But and you know, what? let me rewind because I just, I definitely fat shamed her, and that's not my intention. But especially. like, and but, but but if we're going off of before the special flop, I think part of the reason the special flop was because Amy Schumer was kind of pitted as the antithesis of Monique. I think that I think that whole thing definitely didn't help her special because that was like, damn, like now if I feel like I'm watching it, if I watch this Amy Schumer special, I'm I'm not supporting Monique. No, but like honestly, I watched it. So my opinion isn't coming just because of hearsay or what I thought. I watched it. And honestly like her comedy ain't for us. It wasn't funny. Her comedy ain't for us either. I can also but see that's the thing. I like I all right, what was the movie that she did with LeBron? It was, it was, it was Trainwreck. And Trainwreck. So, and so I think Trainwreck she, was fucking funny as fuck. And so and I, that's and I was excited to actually watch her special because I thought that was funny. But then I watched it and it just fucking wasn't. And so and so and so my argument was like before the special flop, she was on a hot streak of she had a successful TV show on Comedy Central that was pulling her in. She had several successful movie placements. So like. If we're and so versus Monique, who if we're cooking talent versus talent, yeah, like you know, Monique's comedy makes me laugh more than Amy Schumer's comedy. But also, we're black. Also, so I get that. And but, but also because Monique was blackballed because she's outspoken about what she feels. The fact that the 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 last movie that she did that was like super well known. Well, and and uh, correct me, it was like it was precious. If where she got where where she got the Oscar, and and so. Because because of that, it, it it fucked up her resume argument because she was blackballed from getting more roles and more momentum after that. And no one's saying that's her fault, but you're talking about a Netflix. And also, when you look at the people that she was blackballed by, they've already come out like they come out to look funny in the light. The fact Monique, the receipts that Monique, we looked at her crazy until she was right, and I hate that that had to happen to her. And so and so, I my my I guess my argument is, is like Netflix and a position that it was in and it is in. Didn't can't really look at context. It has to look at numbers, black and white numbers, and we're adding context to make the numbers make more sense. They would but, have never done that to say 
and Eddie Murphy. And when's the last stand-up Eddie Murphy has ever done? In my opinion, Eddie Murphy got one more delirious in him. But, but we're also but, but that's what I'm screaming. So you want to talk about validity of work, they would have never done that to a Chris Rock. They would have never done that. They would, man, what? But, but, okay. They would have, they would have never making, done that. You're making my argument for me, and here's why. And here's, hey, and here's how. Because all those people that you named, and the fact you didn't even name the most, Dave Chappelle was probably the closest one you, the two Monique as far as like, they would hiatus. have never done, and they didn't do that to because, Dave Because, because, and here's why. Because, we're adding context to the black and white numbers. Netflix didn't. Netflix looked at the black and white numbers and whether the black and white numbers were fair or not. And we can argue we, they weren't fair to Monique because of the politics that were played against her versus Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy. That's a different conversation. Netflix has to look at the numbers. And the numbers, there's a middle ground between five to 500,000 they offered her. And then the money that So we that can agree got. that the bag that they threw at her was bullshit. I we can that agree from that, the jump. Right? No, I'm just, that's my point, though. So, you know what? I'm interested to see, not that we don't know that it's discrimination. I'm interested to I'm, see how Monique proves it. I'm, that, that's what, okay, I'm interested to see what was the counter offer. I'm interested to see, like, because all, all that's going to come out. What, what was Monique's original asking price? What was the counter offer? What was, like, all of that's going to come out. And that's, and that's where we get to see in the dirt, okay, was I can't ne- wait. Was ne- was Netflix moving foul, or were they just moving purely off of numbers? And I'm really, really excited to see how that works out. Um, which one you want to do? Player's Choice, because I really feel like this one could be a hot take. Actually, I'm gonna save this one for a hot take. So Ti is going on Red's Table Talk. I'm gonna save Ari Lennox for hot take. So Ti, hey, um, people run to Jada when they when they listen, feel the heat, don't they? Listen. So T.I. is going to Red Table Talk. Um, he's going to sit down with Jada and the Smiths to discuss um, we, we never, Hyman Gate. I was like, I'm, we're assuming. We, they haven't discussed, like, what the actual topics are, but we're but assuming I'm pretty, that. But we're pretty sure it's going to be Hyman Gate. And my only thing is that, A, my, because somebody, because I was talking to this about somebody, was talking about this, actually, with one of my coworkers. Um, he's also an alpha. And he was just Shout like. Shout to the good breast. He was like, what do you think about that? And I said, honestly. He said, why didn't they invite his daughter? She was the inflicted party. And I said, A, this isn't her fault. And I don't agree with putting her back in front of a camera to that's, defend something that was never her business that's, to begin with. That's what I was going to say. Because I saw, like, they should have invited Deja. Listen, Deja probably don't want to be It was never. On it's not, this stage. isn't her mess to clean up. And, it's, and, and we've, she don't want to be on center stage anyway. Like, we, we already have offers from Pornhub offering her a million dollars to lose her virginity on camera. So she, the last place she wants to be is probably in front of a camera right now. Right. So, it's, again, it's not. She didn't also do this. So she I, shouldn't have to be going on the apology tour. The other part about it is, and Calvin, you can run to argue with me, is that I don't think, again, like, you can run to argue with me, and I'm, like, trying to, because <laughs> I wrote a note about it. I'd rather see him sit at a table of black men who are going to hold him accountable because a lot of it, like, with the actual range to educate him on why he was wrong. Because, like we discussed before, this is the quietest T.I. has ever been. He's an arrogant motherfucker. And no, I've never seen T.I. actually admit when he was wrong or done bad. So I would love to see this conversation happen with other black men. The problem that I'm having is like, again, like I appreciate like the Red Table Talk platform and I appreciate Jada. But like black women, a lot of times to like expend themselves, like we have to 
put energy back into fixing situations that like we were not the cause of uh, we weren't the cause of but he offended women talk about hymens like but that's how we lot, got in this trouble in the first place also a lot of, okay exactly but also why is the burden of correction always on women yes women were the offended party but why are other black men not stepping up to check you as well why is it always women that also get to be the offended and the person giving the direction on correction in that's this, a lot of fucking labor in this instance and I see where you're going. And if it wasn't this particular instance, I'd be more inclined to agree with you. But when we're talking about this particular instance where he talked about a, a woman's anatomy and like made terrible comments about the woman's anatomy, I don't think even the optics of a bunch of men talking about the woman's anatomy would look crazy. No, and it's not even talking about the woman's anatomy, right? Because we understand. I get it. I think that there's space for both. But also maybe a mixed crowd. I can't but see, I I guess again, maybe I'm a little sensitive to it, right? Because for me, it's like again, once again, black men fuck up. It's up to black men to fix I mean, black women again, the labor of of making this right or giving platform or space for for correction is always put back on black women. It's exhausting. And for this particular topic, I understand why. And maybe Jada is the most appropriate platform for this to be on, if it has to have the discussion at all. You know what I'm saying? But it just, it, parts of me understand exactly why it's appropriate for women to have this conversation, right? But the other parts of me are just like, I, I have to consider the amount of labor that has to go into, again, come from black women in order for this to be had. Is it, if that makes sense? I think so. So it's like, you have a point. It just doesn't necessarily apply here. If it was something where, okay, we'll, we'll touch on, if it was like Stephen A. Smith coming on to the Red Table Talk to, to discuss his recent comments. I would 100% agree with you. But because of this particular topic, this particular the incident but, itself, it we already we always talk about how men feel, feel like they own women's bodies anyway. So to have this conversation, not have any female present when, in it is wild. But also, there's a bigger conversation. Because I feel like, for real, for real, there are two different conversations that could be had here. And I think I touched on this last week. But one conversation, yes, yeah, should be led by women about respecting the autonomy of women and respecting women bodies and spaces. There's another conversation that I think should be led by the black men, again, that have the range to say that say, listen, respecting women should not just be an extension of the proximity that women have to you. You need to start seeing the humanity of women. And I think that's also a conversation that needs to help be held by other black men who get it and who have the honesty, education and the 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 wits to do it but we're not we we don't have enough national attention span to have two separate conversations about this no so, but what i'm saying is that and that's also another but but why not so and that's another problem but, but why not because in this in this particular instance ti his comments everything was the the wrong way and you, but you could also tell that like we talked about this last week. I just get really tired of men's respect for women. Not even respect for women because you did this to your own daughter. And it just, I get tired of the respect that men have for women. They only extend it to as the reach that they have to the women around them. So she's my brother. She's my sister, mother, daughter, friend. So I have respect for her. But women who I don't have relationships with, it's fuck them. And I get tired of being the one to tell y'all how wrong that is. Because again, you don't, 
I'm not close enough to you for you to even respect my humanity to begin with. So maybe if it comes from the mouth of another man, somebody that you see eye to eye with, somebody whose humanity you recognize because he is a man and you are a man, that you'll get it. And see, it just, it's it, harder. It's harder it just, to us. Uh, it's harder. Okay. And so here's why. I get tired of having to fight to be seen as a human. Theory versus practice. In theory, now nah, there's no argument in theory. In practice, that conversation, if if someone if someone has to that man to man conversation turns hostile more often than not versus a intergender conversation. So it's like if I tell you about some your, yourself as far as like especially when I'm not the offended party, but like some I'm trying to be an ally for an offended party, that conversation turns hostile because it's like because it's like you feel like you can square up with me. You can get more aggressive with me. You can get louder with me because I am a man. That's what sucks, though. It's like, how come we can't have the... Con- oh, my bad. I, I think that's what sucks, though. It's like, how come I we can't have the... Con- or how come we can't hold each other accountable because we it? Because we assume it's all about pussy. So it's like, so how many times have you seen someone say anything like, quote-unquote, pick me ish but and then someone come in... She's not going to give you the... the she's not, she, she not going yeah. to give you no pussy, bro. And, and so because of that conversation, it comes, it comes to like, okay... In more normal conversations where it's like certain people aren't going to respect anyone's humanity because they're so set in their ways. Whether it came from me, you, the lamppost, a dog, a cat, whatever. And, right. and so because they're so set in their ways, Jesus himself could come down and be like, yo, the same thing. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And other people, and so it's about choosing your battles, about choosing the people who you think are wrong, but not wrong enough that they can be not saved. So how do we have that? How do we have well, you, you you attempt it. You attempt it with anyone that you feel like you have enough of a, of a rapport with that it won't immediately turn hostile. And then you have then you have to have the cognizance to understand whether that person is like receptive to that's your conversation. Crazy. Like even her mom, my bad. Uh, that's what's crazy though. Like even what's her what's Ti's daughter's name? Deja. Well, even the mom and her grandmother aren't having that conversation with Ti. So even if it's like somebody that's around him, and I'm not. Even when you have, sometimes when you have those people that are around you that you respect, they even have those same, like, I guess, I hate the word problematic, but those same, like, dangerous views that you have. So it's like, how do we, like, start aligning ourselves with people that um, have common sense, but we also have to... Take away the yes-mans in your life. Right. And if you find yourself being right 100% of the time in the conversations that you're having, you don't have enough people around you who are telling you that you're wrong. And... That's a lot of the problems when, because we talked about it last week. T.I. takes his king title very seriously in his household. And so I have a problem. I don't, not even a problem, but like, I don't see the women around him telling him no. I don't see the men in his life telling him no. And then it even gets to, if it gets a deeper into it, it's hard to tell the person no who's paying who's paying your bills. Like, all the, all the niggas, that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I'm on T.I.'s payroll and T.I. Is, is currently providing, like, he's food on my table to feed my own family, whether it's through, like, a job or whether it's through that financial dominance, it, it, it gets real. It's like, yeah, I could disagree with you, but if I disagree with you and then you cut me off. That also says a lot about T.I.'s ego. And it says a lot of, I mean, not just T.I.'s, like, we're talking, 
T.I. specifically, because that's who we're talking about, but a lot of folks. That can be that can be placed for a lot of people. Your respect for this person is an ex- is only extended because of what they're doing for you or what they're doing, like, and vice versa. Like, there's no respect. This person does not respect you. If the only time they feel like they can talk to you is because you do something for them or you're on their payroll. Like, to, from my mouth to God's ear, this podcast blows the fuck up and we have that kind of leverage. We're able to put our friends into positions to make money. And they start not telling me no. They stop, they, they stop checking me when I'm wrong. They stop keeping me humble <laughs> to a certain degree. I have officially, there was a quote. And it was in Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was like, you want to know how you know you've begun to rot is because you start being surrounded by flies. And you have to be careful. That stuck with me, obviously. But it stuck because it's true. And it's it's a balance. It's a balance because when people gas you up, it feels good. Like it's 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 like a, it's a drug. Human adoration is another form of a drug. And it's possible to get addicted to it, to get too high off of it, to get too high and to overdose off of it. Off of people just like gassing you up, agreeing with you. It feels good at first. Like, okay, yeah, like I am right. And then like if you get too high off of it, then you start thinking that instead of people just agreeing with you because you're, you're cutting the check, you think you're, you're actually And what's right. crazy is that there are a couple egos that come to mind when you say that. And I'm, you know, my circle riffs the fuck out of me. They do. That's our love language is shit talk. So I, I know when they give me when they give me sincere feedback. You know what I'm saying? And that's just I don't know. And so and so to kind of wrap it up, that's why again, in theory, what you're saying is absolutely right. In this scenario, it, unless 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 we're having two separate conversations about fatherhood and and then like the woman's anatomy. You can't have that. You can't have that conversation without a female presence because then it just looks like a bunch of men talking Circle about jerking around, uh, talking about talking about a woman's vagina, which is the exact issue that we had in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's, 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 so see, that's why I think going on a red table talk for him is probably his best option. But we do need to get better at making sure that we do need to get better at making sure that um, we're able to have these conversations amongst like amongst brothers, like to not always put the labor on you because i'll shut up i feel like sometimes we are we do hold our friends accountable it's just not as amplified as us not holding our friends accountable because we run into situations and, like this because but, especially especially with men especially with black men right we now. we have a we have a we kind of have like it's like a it's a code where it's like praise publicly admonish privately and because like as like every black man's like look if i got some shit going on with me don't Tell the whole world I got some bullshit going on. So Handle me. I, and my bad to cut you off. Like it's funny that I, I saw that because, um, like I saw this uh, this post about this guy says something like, um, um, he sh- he would like to you know vent to his his lady or whatever, and a bunch of women get a therapist, get a therapist, get it there, and it's like. Bro, like I just want to vent to the person that I'm with, not necessarily saying I'm going to like dump all my emotional baggage on her. But on the flip side, if a man isn't there to necessarily support his woman physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, finance, like I think that's when it becomes an issue. So it sucks because you know the 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 BS that we that for so many years we put women through. Like now, women have like the platform to be able to say like, yeah, y'all niggas be tripping too, so we can like throw it back on you all. But at the same time, it's like, dang, I, I wasn't even around to, like, 
quote unquote. Even I though even, I benefit from it now in, in some ways. He was like, I didn't even do that shit. Yeah, I didn't do it. But at the same time, I can't all lives matter either. So it's just like, it's so many layers to it and it's frustrating. But at the same time, it's like, let me just shut up and t- take it. Yeah, I have, to, I have to. Sometimes you do got to eat it. But um, so, oh my God. I have, I'm getting ready to have an anxiety attack. Sean Carter charity event was this weekend. Beautiful girls. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to eat the rich. And I'm going to cry when it has to be Beyonce. We can move on now. No, 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 no. Here's the thing, because, listen, everybody know, uh, uh, shout out to the Joe Budden pop. I'm a whole Avenger. Like, like, I'm a whole Avenger. Like, like. What? A whole, like an Avenger, but for hove, a hove Avenger. Y'all are sluts, bro. Anyway. First of all, most relaxed. Secondly, but it's like, so, but it always, it was always funny to me, especially in the post-Lemonade, post-444 era, era, that we, that a, a select members of that group, I'm not even going to mention their name because I don't want, I don't want no smoke, <laughs> but so a select member of, a, select members of a certain fandom will like chastise Jay-Z on his capitalist views and then still stand that other person like they're not married and like she doesn't agree with most of this because it was her who said like, of course sometimes shit goes down when there's a billion dollars in the elevator. That was her lyric. Beyonce has always been a capitalist bitch. She has always. And that's what, you know what it is? It's one thing to know. It's another, it's another thing to see. It's another thing to know. And I knew that Beyonce was a cop. Like, bro. You don't get to You wear- don't get to literally having people cho- choose between, like, paying their mortgage and buying your concert tickets without being a capitalist. I, too, have skipped out on a bill to buy $300 concert tickets for Beyonce. For sure have. So, you don't get to become that. And not saying that, like, my, choi- my, my poor choices and financial decisions is on her. It's not. But you don't get to be the first billion dollar power couple in hip hop without being a capitalist. And without exploiting a specific class of people to do so. Nobody in this world who is making a million or grossing a million dollars has not exploited the middle class, including our faves. And I think that's the part that the the realization that my fave it has loyalty to the one percent to this magnitude. So a charity event my fave wore a million dollar clutch bag. Literally. The clutch, the clutch bag said a billion dollars. And it was adorned with Swarovski crystals. And it was a one of one. One of one. She's the only woman in the world who has this bag. And you wore that to a charity event. Also, there are two billionaires who were in that room and they raised only $6 million. After? After the invitation was a $60,000 Rolex. And so, and so, and so it's like, it's conflicting, right? And it's conflicting because it's like, first and foremost, $6 million for education is more than 99.99% of us could give to these kids. So it's like, yeah, like, you gave them $6 million, salute, because you didn't have to do that type shit. But it's also like, what you're saying is like, the, 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 the amount of millionaires and billionaires and multimillionaires in the room equaled a lot more than $6 billion. Um, I mean, that was that's what's being reported. And so until until we find out different, we have to go of what's being reported, especially when the the source reporting it, reporting it at, was like 
yeah, they raised six million for, and then it's like, so you have to kind of go off of that until you get other information. Right. Also, we know that the Carters are infamously very tight lipped as far as like their actual charity endeavors, their what to who they give money to. And so that's the other part that I was conflicting with because the Carters donate a lot of money. They're not always like in the streets screaming it from the mountaintops like I know other celebrities do. Or how people we we would like them to be. But they are also very philanthropic. Yeah. So I so for them to do their own charity event to raise the money that they did raise. Okay. I think where I'm conflicting with is like the realization that a lot of my faves are fucking garbage. And it's and, not, it's, I would and see, I wouldn't even go that far. I would I would go that. Our faves are people, and people are imperfect. So let's, let's, let's I mean, let's run down a list. Like we are, we we we've already touched on Jay Z and his imperfectness a lot this year with the NFL deal and like the backstory behind that. There's a, a sizable portion of of a, of a female population who still will not forgive him about Beyonce. I am a part of that female population. So we already touched on Jay Z. We already touched on Jay Z's imperfections. You know, Beyonce ha- is a person. We 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 may try to put her on this pedestal as this like perfect entity. She's a person, and people are imperfect, and people will disappoint you. Rihanna honored Sean King and her diamond ball, and like so that means either you didn't do the research as far as like or why. your team didn't. Or you do the research and you thought, okay, I'm still doing it. Either way, imperfections. Also, while we're on the topic of Rihanna, we know that she's also dating a billionaire whose family made their fortune off the slave trade in Saudi Arabia. So, again, or Naomi Campbell refusing to do black shows because it lacks diversity. Or, or, or like, again... (laughs) I'm a LeBron. I'm a LeBron. Stand. LeBron's comments about China. So, so for those who don't know, and because you didn't know, because you don't do the sports, I didn't. I didn't know before today, but still. And <laughs> then I read about it, and I was like, "This, this can't be. This can't be how 2019 just won't fucking end." Then, us came out this year. <laughs> Bird Box came out this year, bro. Us did come out this year. Endgame came out this year. <laughs> <sighs> and so, like, and so for those who don't know, like, you know, one of the GMs for in the NBA had tweeted out, like, support for democracy in Hong Kong. We don't have enough time to get into, like, everything that's going on in China and Hong Kong. Just know that China has been a socialist state for 70 years. So so a major city advocating for democracy is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of smoke and a lot of beef and a lot of protests going on. One of the, mem- one of the members of the, one of the GMs, Daryl Morey, who's a GM of the Houston Rockets. Mind you, Houston Rockets because of Yao Ming in the past and because of, like, other different connections, are China's favorite team. Like, you'll, if you go out to China, you'll see mad Rockets jerseys because of that connection. Right. He tweeted out support for democracy in Hong Kong. The Chinese government wasn't fucking with it. And so because the Chinese government wasn't fucking with it and everything in China, including the media, is state-run, they, all the Chinese companies immediately halted their partnerships with the NBA and its affiliates. The all of the Chinese TV stations haven't shown an NBA game yet. Like all of these different things. And so what made it even crazier was that like two four teams were over in the Far East to play exhibition games. One of them was the Bronze Lakers versus the Nuts the, the Nets. And one of them was the Rockets versus somebody else. So they were all in China when this shit happened. So people are, like, fearing for their safety because, you know, the Chinese government don't give a fuck who you are. They'll put anybody in captive. 
And so when LeBron finally came back, LeBron, because LeBron and a lot of these other NBA stars have a lot of financial interest in China, he said that, like, Daryl Morey was misinformed about what he tweeted. When, no, he clearly wasn't, and you clearly should want democracy in a place that's been overrun by, like, socialists right. and things. But he was like, and he felt like Daryl Morey, like, put endangered the well-being of people. Okay. And so and so people got on LeBron for that. And so, I got on LeBron for that. I'm like, nigga. Okay, so illy placed words. Illy placed words. Ill, time and place, t- a lot of factor into that. Mm-hmm. I also understand LeBron's, like, panic in yeah. that. And because, pe- bro, you're tweeting this from the comfort of the United States. I am actually in this shit. And if the Chinese government decided to hold me up because of some shit that you said from the comfort of your couch... I'd have some words and, to say and, about and, that and, too. And that was and that was kind of the thing. And then and then what what was the crazy part was because we know LeBron has been very outspoken about activism and politics here in America. Right. And so a lot of the conservative right leaning media took this as an opportunity to tell LeBron kind of shut up and dribble for real. It's like, oh, you could talk about this shit in America, but you can't talk about this shit in China. Meanwhile, why will LeBron be well knowledge about things in China, but he's well knowledge about the things that affect him every day here? Right. So it was, a, it was a lot of bullshit that's going on. But even still, our idols aren't perfect. Our sta- our faves aren't perfect. 2019, more than any other year has shown that. Even good old Uncle Barack has shown that, like, he's not perfect. He has put his foot in his mouth. It's just, you know. You have to be careful about idolization of people. And that's what I wanted to get into my next point of, right? Because we know how I feel about Beyonce. And, it's, and I have every right to feel like my fave is my fave. Right. Because she puts the work in. The numbers are there. This, that, like she stacks up. But then I'm starting to see, again, the human side of people because, A, these are still humans. And no, I don't know you personally. I know what I'm able to consume from you. And we make a lot of assumptions based upon that. And Beyonce is one of the last, Beyonce and Jay-Z are two of, a, of the last celebrities who don't let you in like that. Right. A lot of these newer celebrities, and we'll touch, we'll touch on this in a little bit, right. like have built our brand off of being close and being relatable and being like, oh, and I the know. downfalls. As a matter of fact, we can go ahead and get into but it. But Beyonce and Jay-Z, no, no. You know what they want you to know and they're going to put they're gonna put it out in a way that you're going to have to pay for it. Exactly. So speaking of which, Ari Lennox, um, put out a series of tweets regarding how disgruntled she was over the Soul Train Awards loss that she had. So she was nominated for several awards, two of which included Artist of the Year and Album of the Year. Now, Artist of the Year went to Summer Walker, Mm -hmm. and then Album of the Year went to Lizzo. And this is what sparked the controversy of the Soul Train Awards, right? So our language put out... You know I'm here for Lizzo slander. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Okay. Okay. Relax. I don't like her either. Okay. Guys, but River, River, so Ari Lennox put out some tweets that did not reference Lizzo personally. It was not a Lizzo attack, and I want to make sure I put that clear because if she would have attacked Lizzo personally, she subtweeted Lizzo. She definitely did, but honestly, she. My point about it is Ari Lennox is not wrong, and she's not wrong for several reasons. A, again, we know how I champion Black women. We're not allowed to express frustration without being without the, playing a the comparison game. And B, without just taking it as, bro, we see exactly why you you have every right to, to be frustrated and still saying you should have kept it to yourself. No, bro. No. She's allowed to express frustration. She, and especially because we agree with her frustration, but we're pissed because she's talking about it. And here's my comment. Why do black women have to take losing gracefully all the fucking time? Especially with that kind of snub. And don't get me wrong. Lizzo, 
I actually enjoyed her project because I enjoy Lizzo, but it was not soul. Her her project was not soul. And Lizzo expressing frustration from being snubbed out for a soul award as a soul artist from someone who does not practice soul at all. She has every right to be pissed off and expecting accolades from something that she championed and wanted. She went on several. She was on Black Girls Rock explaining how much that being nominated for Soul Train meant to her. So to be snubbed out like that, I would be disappointed, too. Again, we talk about these artists and wanting to see their human side and then they show it and we still critique it. What the fuck do you want from her? Here's my thoughts. I think... I think it's, the original is, it's like, is it Uchi Wiley or is it one mic? And so because I look at, and I look at it like when when they like you, you can do nothing wrong. When they hate you, you can do nothing right. And so I look at it and I look at how like the reaction of, for Ari Lennox has been mostly positive when she has been, when she has gone out and complained and like vented about how she felt like she was snubbed. And then it reminds me of someone like Wale, who is, who did similar, who did similar things both through social media when he felt like he was getting snubbed for the accolades he felt like he deserved and the reaction was not nearly as positive people people said Wale was complaining he was bitter like he actually like lost some like momentum like he's still trying to get back because people didn't fuck with him because he was he he was honest about like his frustrations about him being snubbed you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he got this. But and, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't disagree with Wale. And and this is why I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the general audience. I think if we are going to champion Ari Lennox for being vulnerable in this moment and being honest, with like, damn, like I ain't win. I felt like I should win, and like I may be a little, you know, drunk or I'm, I, these, these tweets going to fly off. Then, then it's like, then why did we, as a collective, not individually you, not give Wale that same grace when he did it back in 2013, 2014? And also you're making my point because I think that I don't like, because the same with, the same criticism was drawn like, okay, but Kanye went on the same tangent and we caught his ass crazy. You know what I'm saying? I want to specifically focus on Ari because this is her moment, right? And I'm not saying that as much Kanye criticism as I give, he was valid in his feelings too. As much I've never criticized Wale for his feelings. We appreciate consistency. Right. And so you're giving me consistency. A lot of these other people I think don't. Also, we play the numbers game with Wale a lot too. Right? When we talk but we can't play that with Ari because her numbers were there. She had the number one R and B album of this summer. You know what I'm saying? And the other project dropped, knocked her down. But, like, she had a good week or two run when her outward project dropped, and she was sitting in at least the top ten. I don't know the number specifically. I got to go check that out. But her album was nowhere near a flop. Nino. We've always said that Lizzo makes music. Lizzo is Megan Trainer, but black. Lizzo makes music for well-meaning white people. And, ah, <laughs> quote, unquote. She makes um, music for people who wear tutus or converses. <laughs> Lizzo has a specific audience. Yeah. And that's not necessarily soul. And especially because I want to understand what the criteria was for the Soul Train Awards, what the genre was. And I understand why Ari, Ari, I, I completely agree with Ari Lennox's frustration. And no, and I can absolutely see why we didn't hold the same grace for Wale or the Kanye's, you know what I'm saying, who felt like they were definitely getting snubbed the fuck out. 
we also understand that when it comes to how do I say this? Um again. We we are not developing what, our artists. This is us. another example of what the fuck does a trophy really mean? And for right. So we have artists like Beyonce who's been telling y'all to kiss my ass when it comes to your award shows for such a long time, right? Jay-Z went 0 for 8 in the Grammys. And that y'all invited him to. That y'all invited him to. You went 0 for 8 and then put it in a verse like, fuck y'all niggas. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and so, and so a couple things here. One, this goes back to the artist development conversation that we had last week. We are not training our artists enough to be able to handle like not rejection but to be able to handle losing in a way because you could already could turn this into a dub really quickly i think but i don't think she's trained enough in to be able my to do opinion that. and that's another thing because we have these quick accesses to these artists right there's again nobody's managing you on the social media level your phone like you're not a regular person anymore and I think our artists haven't grasped that. You have access to the world in a way that the average Joe cannot. So the way that you access the world needs to be very intentional and very specific. So yes, you getting these tweets off, that should have went to the group chat or your drafts box, baby. Not necessarily saying that you don't have a right to express your intentions or express your emotions because you do. But me understanding, me, my basic, dumb, unpopular, broke ass understands that my tweets get taken out of context at this level. I can't imagine having thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers take my tweets out of context and then have access to me to tweet me back and tell me that the way that I'm feeling is wrong or that I have no right to feel that way. I think that, um, and I was, I think it was um, concerning like Summer Walker or whatever, but I think that we don't give, we don't recognize how easy, not easy, but how, yeah, how easy it is to be famous now. Because you have these people who were two days ago making cleaning. SoundCloud records and, cl- and cleaning, working for McDonald's, and then they make a track and then it blows out of the water, and then now they're the most famous person in the world. Like Little Nas X. Yeah, Little Nas X, Six Nine. Even though we won't get into that, but there's so many people who, um, who just luck up and their music goes crazy. So mm-hmm. it's hard for us to say that like, like artist development. I understand, but it's it's super difficult when. You've already You've blown been up. living your life this way for 27 years, and then you're automatically supposed, supposed to know how to act. And that's when your label steps in. That, that's, that's when the people who are responsible for your career and your management are supposed to come in and say, okay, hey, wait, we need to develop you. You need like, some Cole, training. Cole doesn't. Cole is like, he's. Because he, he's number she's, one for saying that. Because she's, like, she's on Dream, though. Yeah, he's okay going out and saying, like, F the system, F this, F that, speak what you want. This is how you feel. Get it off. So I feel like it feels maybe like a TDE thing or a Rock Nation or like, like Interscope or something. Yeah. And so and so, and which is why it's like these labels. I'm not saying Cole did this, but a lot of these labels take these these young, poor, black folk who don't know the business, swoop in, sign them, exploit them, don't train them up, ring them out, and then five years later you have a hit single, but you don't have shit to your name. See, and P so, Diddy, and and so and so. I mean, so that's why it's like, okay, and, and, and even with Cole, Cole knows that, like, you can turn that underdog label into something popular, but you have to be able to, like, market it right. better than just but, some, okay, a string of tweets. So also, but when it comes to that, isn't that also part of artist protection? Like, developing them is showing them how to protect themselves as well. Yes. You know what I mean? So we're not, so, and I agree with Cole, hey, fuck the system. 
I created this label to to specifically. I really do feel like um, Cole's record label is an anti record label because he really does give his artists autonomy to do and move and function in this industry that makes them the most comfortable. Which is exactly how Ari Lennox found her sound to begin with. Because when her first couple EPs and songs, they were very poppy and it just didn't sound like her. It didn't feel comfortable. I go lay up that Forty Shades of Choke though. Forty Shades of Choke is my shit. But that's also Ari Lennox. Um, what the fuck? Um, foe. Yeah. That, that was really that my introduction to Ari Lennox was Foe, and then I went back and found some of her earlier work. And Foe was her pocket. She started to find herself. And then Shea Butter Baby came out, and I'm like, yeah, this is it. We're, we're finding ourselves. Our, we're, we have found our sound and our stride. But if I'm signed to a label and I am, it is almost the label's job. But you remember there's a, there's a gif of like Michelle coming in and taking the phone from Barack? Yeah. It is the, it is the, if I know that you just got this hurtful loss yeah is my job as the label to protect you from yourself and to, and to proverbably take your phone and like mm -mm, mm -mm, we're not i'm gonna like we're gonna give you a data process this without being in a public space to do so right and so no one gave no one allowed that and so she got them tweets off and and now even though we can agree or disagree as far as like for a lot of people it looks like now okay now not only now you hating on Lizzo you throwing shade at her you throwing shade at Summer Walker and you may not be but at once the tweets are out any way they can and you can't okay. unring a bell and I agree with that um speaking of bells we finna argue so let me go ahead and stretch Tory Lanez had an interview with Joe Budden um and in the interview, he talked about, like... He talked about a lot, but this is the most viral part. He talked about a lot. And I did go back and watch the whole interview. It was a pretty good interview. Yeah, like, it was a pretty... For Joe Budden. Joe, <laughs> you, you can... Joe Budden is actually a really good interviewer. He really is. But you could not like him as a person. I don't like Joe Budden as a person. But as an interviewer? His interviews are actually pretty solid. Because I, I like the interview that he did with Megan Thee Stallion. I did like that. Um... But during the interview, him and Tori got to chopping in about basically the gold digging culture, the tricking, the tricking culture that comes with, you know, being a rapper. Mm -hmm. And Tori said something along the lines of, you know, if you come at me talking about a bag and buy me this and buy me that with the assumption that I'm supposed to do this thing, I'm going to ask you, why can't you do this for yourself? And I saw some tweets that said Tori's right. I saw some things that said Tori's dead ass wrong. I. You're about to fence it. Vincent. And so here's the thing. And, and you know what's funny? Because this is how I know I'm growing up. Because there's a the there was a bigger part of me that was just like, nah, bro, like, fuck that nigga, get what you can about that nigga. And I still feel that way. But at the same time, as I grow and as I progress and the things that I know I've been through or or have come to realize for me for for self, I don't think and and honestly doing an honest analyst, you know, Analyzing Analyze, yourself. Right. Analyzing my own things that I, you know what I mean? Being introspective, I realized that there's never been a time that I've asked a man to do something for me I couldn't do for myself. There we go. And so. and But at the same time, top-notch hoes get the most, not the lesser. So, sis, don't be, a, don't be no bitch. Ask for that fucking bag. And the worst that nigga gonna say is no. Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> I'm pulling you, you on you. And so, yeah, I'm pulling you on you. So. And I saw a couple people, like, extrapolate this into something else. And I'm like, he didn't say all that. He so, didn't. So, A, he said, look, if you can, if you ask me to buy you things, I'm going to ask if you can, can you buy it yourself? And if the answer was yes, but I want you to do it. If, and if he's like, okay, cool. He's basically, I don't want to fuck with no broke bitch. 
That's what he said. In, in as many words, he's like, I don't want to fuck with a broke woman. And so it's like, hey, but also, we talk about T.I. again. T.I. said in like 2009, he was like, a woman who asks for everything will get nothing. A woman who asks for nothing will get everything. So it's like, think about how many, how annoyed you are when a nigga asks you to send a pic or send or send send some news or send a pic. How annoyed you are. You may even thought about you was going to send him something, but as soon as he asked you, it's like, mm-mm. And correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. But, okay, so hear me out. I think that there are a lot of, all right. For there's me, levels and there's a whole bunch of vibes. For me, of right? Vibe. I'm going to get to the arguing portion of this because this is interesting, right? That's what, that's what y'all, y'all tune in for. So I'm going to argue with you because I see both sides and I actually agree with both sides. Oh, my God, who am I? But the side I don't agree with is it came across lame. When I really, okay, my knee-jerk reaction was I actually, the way he presented it, I agreed with it. And then I, it sat with me, right? Because y'all men, I think about this, I think about it like this. Tory Lanez was homeless, right? So there was a point in time where he dreamed about being able to associate with the kind of women he can get access to right now. And a lot of times men will sit around and dream about dissing women that at one point in time they didn't have access to. I'm a cheese a bitch because I couldn't get at her. She wouldn't fuck with me, bro. Now I'm got it up. Now I'm up. Now she all in my face. Fuck that bitch. Y'all do that. So it's just like, okay, not to say that he doesn't have a right to choose what kind of women he chooses to, to fuck with or be around, but like, my nigga, did you get to this space? Like, what kind of women are you actually wanting to deal with? It's, because there was a point in time where you weren't allowed in the same room to breathe the same air as these kind of women. Now you're talking shit about tricking. And so, and so, and so it, come, it comes off as like this, right? It's like, look, it's like, if you, if you dissed me when I was down, right? If you, if you were out, extra out the way to like shit on me when I was down, of course I don't want to help you now that I'm up. Because it's like, I, you're still that same person. That is like, if you want to know someone's loyalty, right? It's like, if you want to know a, a person's true character in a relationship, is when it's like, when a man has nothing and when, and, when, and when a woman has So it's like, your true character was shown to me when I couldn't do shit for you. And you, you weren't fucking with me, which is fine. It's your, it's your prerogative. It's your business. But also now that I can do something for you, I'm not obligated to do it just because you switch up your attitude. I just think, okay. Also, me as a, but why do I have to fuck with broke men? Why do I have to do that? Why do I have to entertain you if I, as a woman, right, are making 400000 I I can hold my own bag, right? Let's not put a number on it. Whatever my bag is that makes me feel like I'm that bitch and I can secure myself and I can have whatever it is in this world that I want and I can go do that, why do I have to fuck with a nigga that cannot do anything for me? You don't have to, but also if that nigga who was broke comes up, he doesn't have to, like, he doesn't have to forget that. Nobody, and I think that's the thing. <laughs> that's the I word. don't think that there's an expectation that they have to forget that. And no, I pray that you don't. You couldn't, and I'm very, what's crazy is that I'm very honest about that conversation because I don't date. What's crazy is the majority of men and women that I date do make more money than me. But, and that's not just like a, a preference thing. It's just like, hey, I was always taught we don't entertain situations that are worse than our own. I don't want to have to take care of you and me. Now, if it's okay for you to make less money than me. That's fine. But whatever you've got going on, you need to be able to maintain that. If you weren't paying your rent before I got here, however you was making two plus two equal four, you need to still be doing that. And if I choose to help you out, 
That's my choice. But don't allow that to become your expectation. However, I also do not agree with fucking with anybody that if I need any fucking thing, I'm getting hit with excuses. And no, me having saying, all right, I need a couple of dollars on the bill real quick. That shouldn't be like an expectation. That should be, I'm fucking with you. You're my man. This is an arrangement or whatever arrangement we have going on. And I can depend on you because you're laying up with me. And a wet a pussy between, and a dry purse do not match. And there's a difference between like, I need this new, I need this new Rolex versus I need gas in my car. You know what I'm saying? So I saw people was like, they try to extrapolate like, no, it's a difference between like, if you down bad and like you're mine already and me ignoring you, that's one thing. If you're then versus you asking for shit that you're only asking because you feel like I'm up is another thing. We even you even said it yourself. If you were making this make sense before I got into the picture, how come every, well, as soon as I got into the picture, shit it didn't don't, make shit don't make sense anymore. It's going haywire. Nah, bro. Like however you make it two plus two equal four, you need to continue to do and, that. And so and, and and so that's the difference between tricking and looking out for yours. You feel me? Right. So, so like if I knew that you had student loans that you were struggling to pay when I got with you, I can't act brand new if you asked me for help on that. But if you were making two plus two, if you had all your bills paid and good to go before I before this rich nigga stepped into your circle, now as soon as this rich nigga steps into your circle, all of a sudden you need money for every little thing, that also doesn't make sense. And but so I also a, feel like, all right, Tory Lanez is just telling y'all straight the fuck up. He's not a trick. And there are certain types of men in this world who are not tricks, and that's okay. Bro, you play your hand right. You know, I've dated, y'all know me, I've dated niggas who ain't, I didn't have to reach for nothing. It was never a problem. Get offended if I went into my bag for anything. Like, I didn't pay my own bills. I've dated men like that. I've also dated men who get offended if I asked for a piece of bubble gum. It didn't last long because I don't, I think we get the difference between broke and stingy. It's one thing if you ain't got it. It's another thing if you know that you got it and you want to be a dick about having it. You know what I'm saying? There are two different types of men. But for every one Tory Lanez, there's 10 futures. So I just don't think that, like, okay, that man is telling you how he's choosing to spend his money. I'm not Joe arguing. Joe Budden will happy me here, Trey. 25? <laughs> happy. Listen. And so, and so, okay. okay but that's on. what I'm saying. It's about other people's money. And no, by no means am I telling y'all, bro, I... Bro, the worst he's going to say is no one cut you off. But still ask. By no means am I sitting here telling who the fuck my ass? No. It's funny. I, it's, far be it for me to be the one to tell a bitch not to go get a bag. It's, but it's Absolutely funny. Not. It's funny. And we'll end this on this point. But it's funny how, like, a woman will ask you for money for something. You will tell her no. And then she'll call you broke like she wasn't the one asking for the money in the first place. I'm not going to hold you. I've had more men ask me for money than women. But also, I have had niggas ask me for straight up, and I mean niggas who have no right to ask me for a fucking thing. Come and ask me for bread. What's you want to know something funny? I'll shoot myself in the face before I do that. I had I had a friend, quote unquote friend. It's funny, and he asked me for twenty dollars. Right, but I knew his situation, and I knew what he was going through. Right, and I was just like, off principle, I've never loaned you money before, so I've never, I've never, I've I never. Lo- Hear me out. I've never loaned him money before. Right, but I've known his situation. And you know what I mean? I'm a, at the end of the day, you're my friend. So friend is gender neutral with me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bro, just because for the simple fact that I've never loaned you money before, I need to see what your integrity is like. So I told him straight up, I was like, I wasn't hurting for it, but I need this back. And I don't give a fuck if it was a dollar. If I needed it back, it's mine. I need it back. But we'll, like, we'll talk about we'll talk about the niggas who who you loan money to, then get mad when you ask for it back. Right. But 
it's like, all right. I asked him and I said, all right, when can you get this back to me? I got X, Y, and Z. He was just like, yeah, I got you back on X, Y, and Z date. I said, okay. So I let a day pass from the deadline. Just mm -hmm. as, I ain't say nothing. Right. So I hit him up at the end of the next day, right? Hey, what's up? Oh, whoop-dee-woo, one plus one didn't equal what I... I said, it's fine. I said, it's fine. I said, so when can we extend this? Like, when when do you plan on seeing this back? Oh, yeah, I got you, X, Y, and Z date. I said, okay, bet. Same scenario. Now, mom ain't raised no dummy. I don't loan money that I can't get. That it, it Loaning money is like gambling money. If you ain't got it to lose, you, don't leave it. Yeah, don't like, it out. nah. I, I don't do that. But, so I was just like, all right. So then, now... We're going on two weeks out from $20. It's fine, right? So, but I see you up. I see you out. And I'm not trying to pocket watch you, but I see that you got a lot going on, right? And it, so, but it's hard not to pocket watch niggas who owe you money. So. Because I had a situation like that. I'm like, nigga. But it, who am I? I get it. Circumstances change. And also, who knows? You could have been sponsored that night. Somebody could have said, no, you on my tab. Come out, have a good time. Again, I mind, that ain't my business though, right? I mind my black ass business when it comes to that, right? Because I know I've been, all right, Alex, I'm going to take you out tonight. Let's go out. Cool. I've sponsored just the way I've been sponsored. Feel me? Anyway, so Shorty was like, you know, two weeks passed and I noticed that you stopped answering my phone calls. Stop taking my texts. I'm being left on red. Like, motherfucker used to call me, FaceTime me every time, every day before work. See what I got on. See what I, if I look cute. That slowed the fuck up. So I sent him a, a cute little text and I said, hey, it's really at this point not even about the money. It's about the way you handled me. This text message happened the week before Orange Soda. We have not spoken since. And so, okay. And so it's almost looking like this. Like, it's a small fee. To It's a small fee you had to pay to know that he, that nigga wasn't a real nigga. Yeah. Because, like, we've had, I've had, we've, we, me and you have discussed off wax with, like, niggas who've owed, owed, owed down. Yeah. And like, you know, there's excuse, but even even the niggas who owe down, he knew he owed down, so he would, he would always like look out for me in different ways. If he couldn't pay people, I was like, you know what? I got I got you on this. Or like, you know what? I got I got this for free, so I'm gonna give it to you because I know I still owe down. So that's why that's why me and that person who owed down are still cool, because he knew that he never spent me. And it was like he's like, I ain't got it for whatever he's like, I ain't got it. Like circumstances happened, but he's like you he, you never went ghost on me because if he went ghost on me, we'd had a different issue. But he's like, you owe down, but you know you owe down, and you 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 make a do you you pay half back, you you make you, progress, you do something, and it's of just. But see, again, I place the same value on twenty dollars as I would two hundred. It's the principle. It's your it's the way you move about it, and I'm not tripping. I'm not. It, it's not a bother, but it is a bother when you start to make me feel like I'm a burden for me requiring my shit back. And I hate that. I hate, I, again, it goes back to the initial question. It goes back to even women who, like, ask for something. You tell them no. They call you broke. Like, right out the one who asked. Don't call me broke because I'm wanting the money that I lended you back. And I'm it's just, it's, and, and if I'm, like, p coming down on it or, like, I'm, like, oh, it's only so. Well, if it's only so-and-so, you should have been able to pick that back, right? I mean, you never know. Also, bro, like, don't, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, Don't piss uh, on me and tell me it's right now. That's pretty much what that's, it is. That's literally it. Um, do you want to touch on Kaepernick? Um, how much time we got? We got twenty minutes. We got nineteen minutes left. Um, we can touch on it really quickly because it's, it's real quick and simple. All right. Um, so Colin Kaepernick and the NFL. So the NFL and Jay Z have been getting a lot of blowback since the initial deal. 
And so it was rumored, never confirmed, that Jay-Z kind of, like, pressured the NFL to offer Kaepernick this workout. As kind of like, hey, nigga, like, I took a bullet for y'all niggas when I agreed to do this deal. Y'all gonna do this for me, type shit. Then, so then, here's where the fuck shit starts. So it's on Tuesday. They call Colin Kaepernick's camp unannounced. Like, Colin Kaepernick's camp wasn't expecting the call. Like, hey, we got a workout set up for you on Saturday. Come on Tuesday. So three days prep. And so Colin Kaepernick's like, all right, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It's Fuck it. Here's where, here's where the fuck shit starts. The fuck shit starts because, A, most workouts are held on Tuesday because Tuesday is traditionally the NFL football players' day off. It's after the Monday night game. It's before the preparation for a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game. So most people hold workouts on Tuesday because that means your GM can come. Your head coach has a day off. He can come if he needs to. A Saturday workout before a Sunday game guaranteed that no nigga who can make a decision was going to be there. First red flag. Second red flag is that... um they refuse to provide the list of people who are attending. Colin Kaepernick asked for that. Like, if I'm performing for these niggas, I need to know who's going to be in attendance. Because some niggas may need a quarterback to start. Some niggas may need a quarterback to back up. Some niggas may be set at quarterback anyway. I need to know, like, who's going on. NFL didn't give him that request. And so it, it was like, it was, it was always tenuous. And so then the final straw was um, Colin Kaepernick wanted cameras. He wanted to be able to record the footage for himself. And, and and have like almost like live streamed for transparency reasons. Um, NFL's like nah. We also NFL was like we're not going to give you we're not going to tell you who your receivers are going to be because he's a quarterback. He needs people to catch the ball. It was like NFL was like look you, you're going to do this but we're, you're going to do this on our terms and that we're not going to give you no leeway. Colin Kaepernick was like fuck y'all niggas. Colin Kaepernick then then created his own workout separate from the NFL. So he was like I'm not doing this shit because it, it seems like a setup to me. I'm gonna do it my way. And then he showed up to this workout in a Kuta Kente shirt and, <laughs> and then did it and had a live stream. And so, Woo! so the kind of. He should have wore a shirt that said still nigga and I'd have lost but, it. But so, so, so we, and so, and he live streamed it. And Colin Kaepernick looks like he can still throw. And so the issue is, it's like, A, the conversation is, it's like, if you really wanted to play in the NFL, you wouldn't continually antagonize them because the NFL is the one major sports entity that they don't give, that no one's bigger than the branch. No one's bigger than the shield. Colin Kaepernick is bigger than the shield. And so Colin Kaepernick wants to do things his way versus the NFL is like, no nigga, like that's not how we rock. And that's, that's like the main point of contention because the NFL releases a statement saying they're disappointed. Colin Kaepernick didn't go do this workout. When Colin Kaepernick was like, nigga, y'all ain't give me what I wanted. So I wasn't going to do it. Like, don't throw crumbs at me and call it a meal. And so that's kind of, and so that's kind of, that's kind of the issue is like, and people are saying, well, he, he doesn't really want to play because if he wanted to play, he wouldn't continue to kind of like buck back and antagonize the NFL versus other people are like, why should Colin Kaepernick, you know, fit into the NFL box when he doesn't need to? And so that's kind of the argument. Because Colin Kaepernick is, is the rare person who has a cultural cachet that's, built outside of the NFL right. for the most part. Because he hasn't played a game in three years and he's still probably the most name brand recognized quarterback in the league yes. because of everything that's happened outside of it. Yes. And so he's like, I don't need to, he's like, I'll come, I'll play, but I'm going to do it on my terms. I'm and not a show like, pony. And NFL's like, no nigga, fuck that. That's kind of what it is. Right. And if we, if we had more time, I would be able to get into like a real in-depth scenario of it. But it's really like, Count Captain's like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it on my terms. I'm going to do it my way. And right. NFL's like, no nigga, because no one else does it on their terms. 
you know, I wish I knew more about the sports. Well, if you stick around with Beloved a little longer, maybe you will. Don't make me throw up in the studio. I don't. Please don't. Um, that's, no, because he's talking about commitment. It made my stomach hurt. You got your acid reflex popping up. Speaking of which, coven season calendar. Where are we at with it? Um, so we are heading to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> that laugh might have been the ugliest laugh I've ever heard you do. And I've known you for years. All right. So we're headed to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is generally what we consider the trade deadline for the for for cover okay. season. Okay. Because if I meet your family at Thanksgiving, I can't cut you off before at, Christmas. Before Christmas. So if I really don't want to do that, I got to get rid of you before Thanksgiving. But hear me out. No, the funniest thing, y'all know. All right, if anybody has met my family, they know that I am actually the tame one of my family. Surprising, but true. And so, Ron, fix your face. Hey, I'm like, listen, listen I, I, I didn't believe it until I saw it. So, we're in the family group chat, and my mom is like, okay, give me the head count for Thanksgiving, and, you know, we'll, we'll figure out, we'll divvy up, you know, who's bringing what for Thanksgiving. So, my sister is just like, it's me, the kids, and a plus one, her little boyfriend. My brother is bringing his girlfriend and their baby. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody bringing in a little, right. little plus one. Kiddo is already accounted for. Like, when they talk to me, they don't account for kiddo. Like, he's automatic. Like, he's, he's his own plus one. Yeah, like, Braylon is like, all right, is Braylon bringing any friends? Like <laughs> Kiddo gets a plus one. <laughs> kiddo does get a plus one. He's 10 now. That's so, true. he does. And so, they were like, my dad was like, daughter? I said, yes, dad. He was just like, so, we have an extra seat next to you, right? Maybe, dad. He's like, no, because I was going to invite my friend, and I know you're not bringing nobody, so. <laughs> Shit. So I might need a family to go visit on Thanksgiving, guys, because I. They, they, ain't have to do, they ain't have to do you like that. Yep. So, you know, and Beloved is actually going to be in Kentucky with his family, and I. I yeah, that's bad to be a lot. That would be a lot for me right now. That'd be a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same Thanksgiving I usually do. I'm going to spend it with my mama and then her family. That's kind of how this going to go. Yeah, I just, you know, if I'm not with my family, I'm going to spend it in my apartment with a bottle of wine and a left and some leftovers. You listen, the turkey sandwich, the Thanksgiving sandwich where you just put everything with, 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 with the roll. Turkey sliders, nigga. I'm actually really excited yeah, to I'm let good. the macaroni and cheese touch the yams. Listen. I'm, oh, my dad is like, he's up to making greens this year. And when I say like my dad makes a pot of greens, I mean like it's the tallest, biggest fucking pot you have ever seen. And it's like about 10 pounds worth of greens put in it. And he simmers that shit for like two, 11 days. As a matter of fact, he bought he bought half the greens for Thanksgiving now. They're, they're getting ready to be stored in my apartment. And then like the other half, like I came home with a box full of shit. And he's like, this Thanksgiving, don't touch it. Because they know my freezer's empty right now. Because I don't grocery shop. Listen. I am. I am. My. I'm. My. I'm liable to do a plate tour. I'm, I'm liable to, to to ride around like cousin. Cousin. No, but like you know, you're welcome. You know, you're more than welcome. Awesome. And the only problem with Thanksgiving is like after that first plate, you don't be from like driving nowhere. nowhere. And honestly, my family eats late, so like everybody else sits down at like two, three. My family won't sit down to like five. And you can't eat breakfast or anything before Thanksgiving because that's disrespectful. Nah, and honestly, my first plate has to be at my mama's house. It has to be. If my mom's in town for Thanksgiving, we do Thanksgiving with my mom. So next year, she might travel. 
but next year I might be traveling. So it's a good possibility. But um, also, we started talking about Christmas already, too. And I volunteered to be on call for work for Christmas. So, again, I'll be in my apartment in my pajamas for Christmas. With, a, with some wine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll probably still be hungover for my birthday. <laughs> yes, yes, you will, friend. <laughs> yes, yes, you will. Let's get to the question of the day. All right. So the question of the day brought to you by Shoot Your Shot Podcast and your host, C. Diddy, and your co-host, your favorite little co-host, Allie Nicole. And the question of the day was, what is the most head-ass thing you've done, you've in, done a, in, a while, in a situation show? Or relationship. Y'all fucking Y'all answers. have lost y- y'all damn minds. And we always say that, but y'all have really lost y'all minds this time around. Um, so are we doing, can we, can we put names on it? We can put names on okay. these. All right. So, uh, Sweetly Lily says, believed a lie when there was, um, who you gonna believe? Me or your lying ass eyes? Telly two times said, kiss that nigga in public. You felt seen? I- attacked. Um, Lauren Elise, shout out to Lauren, says, went back to it knowing damn well it was over, over. Should have, mm. should have been like, all right, I'm ahead. That's up. how you end up with kids, girl. She, she got a baby. <laughs> Grizzly underscore Adam said he ejaculated all over her ovaries. Sir. The, the authorities are on the way. Um, KJazz12792 uh, says paid his rent for several months. Bitch. Listen, when I talk, when, I t- when we tell you that that was the one people hopped in my inbox directly was like, yo. Oh. Yes, <laughs> she is single. Yes, people are like, "Who's shorty? I need, I need parts." Like Nana, I- shout out to Nana. Said try to talk to her friend. Underscore so out of your league. Said almost quit my job and moved to California. We know, we know, we know, beloved. Um, A dot says started it, ma'am. Started what? <laughs> she said the most head, most head ass thing she did in a situationship or relationship was start the relationship. Oh yeah, Tanga underscore not Ray too said put up put all his shit out. Out and swear I was done only to fuck him two days later. I've been there, girl. Um, Pick's Not Taken said, help helped start her business, got her in school, and gave her my car while she had other niggas in my house. Ooh. I, I felt... I, what the hell is going on? <laughs> in, <laughs> in my home. <laughs> Baby, let me explain. <laughs> you start to punch your king. Um, Creative underscore IG underscore name. Hey, Chris. She made me believe my sex was trash. Found out she said it just to keep me. He 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 answered mine saying he bought a dog for sh- for shorty. I was like, that's cute though, but not the puppy, not the puppy. Um, Tori underscore Bell said I paid for one guy's tuition for school and I paid a, a, for another dude's tickets that he got. Absolutely not. Jay under underscore Anissa said dated the girl. She said that to me too. Sis, get up, get 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 over the hurt, baby. Bearded underscore glory underscore said, "Pick the wrong friend." Hear me out. You got to see the starting lineup before you choose. You got to see choose, the whole bro. friend group before you cuff. Got and, to. And like um, so bond underscore bond underscore twenty sixteen said, "Walk to Walmart at like five a.m. in the cold to send this guy some money because he got caught up in some mess." Absolutely not. Y'all are some loyal motherfuckers. Where were y'all at when I was trying to find y'all shit? Listen, BTC underscore Alex said, "Fuck a chick off PayPal." How? How? The math ain't mathing on that one. Um, T T T L Jack sixty four says apparently I told one chick I loved her while blackout drunk. Oof. No, I didn't mean it, but yes, yeah, she took it to heart. Wow. Model photographer said cheated because I knew he would break up, but then I made the side nigga fall in love. Sucker. 
girl, you don't ever wife the rebound. What are you- and, and you don't wife the side nigga. The big tit witch, shout out to Logan. I didn't go to the college I wanted because he was the love of my life. Ooh, um, Little Dragon Sky said, LOL, everything you're supposed to do in a relationship, queen of the clowns. <laughs> um, Rachel in route says, drove two hours on a bi-weekly basis to see someone who wasn't my man. <laughs> Her main squeeze said, had an argument because I felt like I wasn't being posted enough on social media. You want to be posted? Some you can people, honestly some like people want you honestly don't have to post me until we get married and even at that just like uh, just my ring that'll be fine that's fine i you know what it is I, again you don't have to do that the moment that you make you and i public is the moment that like it's up for public consumption and, and niggas be hating niggas are haters and you don't have to do that um shout out shout out to my homegirl nicole said get feelings for him with the, with the rolling eye emoji so somebody dragged me you want to put a name on it hell nah <laughs> And they said, Alex, how many miles are on your car? You're in Columbus more than the mayor. <laughs> I don't need a single enemy, bro. Um, Carla, Carla says, purchase out-of-country plane tickets on the promise of being paid back and never got paid back. Ooh. Um, Heartless uh, tent. 102188 says, provide for that person that was not worth it. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, this shit, yeah, this this shit got shit, real. Uh, no. First of all, I I think we've all played the fool. Yeah. Right? I think we've Playing all... Playing the fool builds character. Uh, eventually, because then you start to see the forest for the trees, and you won't make that mistake twice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I won't sit here and say, I ain't never done no head-ass shit. As a matter of fact, when I actually like you, like, there's nothing I won't do. There's nothing I will not do for you. Shit, young, shit, young me did a whole bunch of head ass shit. I was buying minute cars for shorty in Avondale. Definitely got a couple minute cars. <laughs> Mad eye wireless cars for shorty. So, real quick church announcement. So, Shoot Your Shot podcast, our anniversary show is going to be December 19th. Um, burr, 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 burr. Hey, listen, we're um, we we, we trying to do it right, not to do it rushed. Okay, we me? do things right around here, not rushed. So be on the lookout for venue and time and information and details. We love y'all. Um, we got something very, very special in store, and I'm just really, I, I'm actually really excited. Are you invited? No, I don't, I don't know, fam. I don't know. You got me fucked we up. We gonna send you a G shock. <laughs> Nigga, we we gonna send you a cash app notification requested money. <laughs> but um, no, um, so Ron, for the record, yes, you are invited. Um, and so are all of you guys. Um, we were we got something for a, we have something private. We have something public planned. So again, all those details will be ironed out later on. Um, we just want to give you guys a huge shout out. We couldn't have made a hundred episodes without y'all. Now we're at one hundred two. One hundred one. One hundred one. This is one hundred one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we released. Oh the- yeah, last week was one hundred. Yeah, I'm bugging. Listen, math is hard. Bitch can't count. But yeah, thank you all. Thank, thank you, you, Ron. Thank you, Ron, for, for sure. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all. I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so we are signing out. Peace, love, boy. and happiness. It's your girl, Ali Nicole. It's so it's your boy. <laughs> we stand it's a haircut. Ge- <laughs> we stand a gender fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Sadie. We are out. <laughs> Why not tell me to thank you, one, two. Baby, I'm doing to you. I'm going to stop yeah. my spot. You caught a vibe shooting shots. Why not?